0: Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community... And our businesses, remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the biz bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern day bruja, fourth generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides, creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully.
1: Everyone, I am so excited to have Giovanka Siares here with us. Giovanka, <laughs> Vanessa! <laughs> and I just want to say I love this woman so much. We were trying to figure out before we got on how long we've known each other. And I think we've known each other um, maybe eight years, maybe seven years, maybe nine years, maybe some lifetimes. Um, And, you know, I was telling her, like, I've seen a lot of people come. I've seen a lot of people go. She's an earth sign. I'm an earth sign. And we just keep building, okay? Mm -hmm. So whenever you think that, you know, you're like, oh, they already did what they did. No, ladies and gentlemen and people's. We're creating and Jovanka Ciares just came out with her book Reclaiming Wellness.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I cannot wait to share it. I'm going to share the links, I'm going to share everything. So, Jovanka, I want to hear it in your words like, how do you
2: describe yourself and your work? Oh, first and foremost, Vanessa, I just love you so much and the work that you do. Uh, We have been friends for years, but I've also been following you on social media and, and your evolution. And I just act like you're always glowing and always like a, a ray of light And I just, I, I love you so much. Thank you. Um, so I am an integrated herbalist and nutrition coach. That's primarily what I do. In the last couple of years, I've been, uh, cre- I created an initiative called the Reclaiming Wellness Initiative, an educational initiative. To help bring some of the wellness practices that we both know and love to communities that don't unfortunately get to experience and benefit from them and from there we then decided to write a book hopefully one day a documentary or a video series kind of like continuing to share all this knowledge with as many people as possible
1: i love that and i can envision that i envision it like a series um, I know that you've been on TV before. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: <laughs> yes, I was on a TV show on ABC called My Diet is Better Than Yours. It was a competition reality show. Mm. And it was fun and interesting. Um, I'm a plant based uh, nutrition educator, so I focus mostly on a plant based diet, even though most of my clients are not uh, fully vegan or plant based. But it's all about incorporating more plants into your diet and incorporating plant medicine which I've been doing for the last seven or eight years, because I believe that these plants are so healing. I mean, you Vanessa work with them and I, I know that you know, you have been witness to But I worked with you too. Mm-hmm. I reached
1: out to you when, so my period stopped a little too soon.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And Javanka worked with me and my lady flow came back. So <laughs> that's one of the reasons, I mean, I love her as a human being, I love her as a person. And she's really the real deal. Um, Even when I met Ivanka, she already had another book out. She was always consistent with her YouTube videos, no matter what was happening. And I just love this book. Like I literally got emotional when I held it in my hand because I could feel the love and I could feel like your purpose, like stepping up to the next level, right? Like you're always going like just, you're just flowing to it with ease and grace. You're a queen. And you're just like, El trono, the throne is ready for you. And you, I mean, I know you don't see yourself, maybe you do see yourself that way, but you've always worked for, I know that
2: you've always worked for everything too. Oh, absolutely. It's been a hustle for sure. 10 years of hustling. But like you said, it's been, it, I cannot not do it. It's just been, it's my life's journey, it's my life work. So
1: I want to go back to little Giovanca because I know that before you did this work, right? And I know it was already a seed in your heart and in your life. Um, I know that you also have you were an executive in, in the music world. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about little Giovanca back in Puerto Rico and like your journey to New York and
2: to yourself. And I-, I want my audience to hear that. So absolutely. So, yes, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. And I moved to New York in my early 20s to go to school and experience all that the big city had to offer. Uh, In a span of about six or seven years, I, you know, climbed the corporate ladder, became a fancy, you know, had a fancy title. Um, I was a VP and everything looked perfect, you know, like in in, at least on the surface. And then my body started to rebel. I had ulcers. I had IBS. I had a lot of hormonal issues endometriosis, fibroids. And uh, Western medicine didn't have any solutions for me. So that's when I started reading, writing, um, looking at alternatives, learn about plant medicine, about Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, meditation, hypnosis, uh, you know, spirituality, mindfulness techniques. And what I learned became a big passion. uh, And so, so much so my body not only started to heal, but I started to Heal my mind, right? Like I need to make a difference. I'm I it's great that I'm doing great in the corporate world, but am I truly making a difference? If I if I go to bed making a difference for one human being's life, I believe that I have accomplished something good. So I decided to leave my corporate job and, and went back to school, studied nutrition, became certified as a coach. And I've been an educator. At heart, that's who I am. I, I just love to impart knowledge get people excited uh, under help them understand that they can be empowered to heal to restore balance to feel better to do to do great things
1: i love it i love it and you know we're in this phase i think it's been going on for years but i've been noticing it more in social media in the last 2 years of reclaiming, like my mm-hmm. program, Nacima Magica is Born Magical, right? Reclaiming our ancestral gifts, right? Yeah. We're reclaiming wellness, our ancient wisdom for your healthy, happy, and beautiful life. Um, why do you think this is the time now for your book, for this movement, for this energy that we're all kind
2: of in, you know? Yeah. You know, I think we we are moving away, right? From the, from the masculine and we've been moving to the, the feminine energy probably for decades at this point, but... You know, the patriarchy is fighting really hard yes. <laughs> to give the status quo. a little clue. clause in us. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, I think at the beginning of the pandemic and the, the then the racial reckoning that we had in, in 2020, we started to realize that there is so much more to just work and hustle and running around and, you know, trying to grow, you know, to do whatever it is that we do. What about us? What about us as women? Are we who are givers, who are constantly birthing, right? You don't have to have birth a human to be a mother. You're birthing books, you're birthing podcasts, you're birthing events. You are constantly giving to your community, to your partner, to the people around you. When are we ever going to finally say it's time for us to replenish, to take back and to go back, right? And so the concept of nacimos reinas and reclaiming wellness comes from the same place We have this this wisdom that is our birthright, that is part of our ancestry, and we have moved away from it, and it's time for us to reclaim it, learn about it, become empowered by it, and take it back.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And that's like the, the flow that we're swimming in. What are some things that you, what are some reasons that you think people
2: haven't reclaimed more of their wellness well you know in there's there's twofold right there is the beginning of the 20th century the the end of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century there was a lot of like what was the phrase nickel salesman and crazy people doing crazy things and so the governments of the world especially in the united states and north america decided you know let's just let's just regulate this thing Let's just put you move all these people over there to the circus, and we will just. You need to have a license. You need to, you know, you need to be trained, and you need to use only these types of medicines that I tell you are acceptable to give to people. And then, you know, a hundred years later, we've realized that we have moved so far away from the medicines that have been part of us for thousands of years before the system, these modern systems were put together. So that's that's one um, bucket of it. The other bucket is that we are we are victims of our own, I, I call it colonialism for lack of a better word, right? We have become part of of a system that tells us only the eurocentric way of living is the correct one. Everything else is either hocus pocus or is hippie like or you don't we don't we are not concerned about that and you know i think it's a, it's a really it's a big disservice to us as women to us as uh, as as children of this planet and um we we need to we need to do more we need to find out why that happened heal that trauma because that is that is traumatic both for the coloner and the colonizer <laughs> right yeah both for those people who are considered part of the dominant caste, but also for the the immigrant, the person of color, the people that were victims of that uh, and are part of the colony. We need to start seeing life and wellness from a different lens. No longer, and it's okay if we accept the status quo because the status quo has also good things to offer, but it's not the only good thing that there's out there. So let's just try to take our glasses off that lens of, you know, the way that it's been for the last 80 or 100 years and find a way to see it from the lens of our ancestors and and those people that had the wisdom to pass that knowledge from generation to generation.
1: Absolutely, and I love that you're saying that because like the way I was raised was like both. Like the first line of defense was homegrown stuff. Las hierbas, the herbs, yes. like basic stuff, or teas and like, you know, cleansing and despojo and limpias. And then if that didn't work, then we were headed to the doctor. Right. But We were always dealing with that first line of defense. And I don't think my family ever went to just the Western, but Western medicine has also its benefits, right? My brother had open heart surgeries. That wasn't going to be solved without it. I had to get rid of the fibroids. I did everything else. Nothing worked. No acupuncture, no herb. They were too big already. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I needed a surgeon. Absolutely. And so I think that, I mean, for me anyway, having both works. Because I think oh, when we when we lean to just like solo yerba plant medicine, and you're like, "Girl, you got you got an appendicitis, and it's not a shrink, and it's about to explode. <laughs> yeah. We need to get attention." Oh um, yeah, my
2: my uh, doctor, uh, my my teacher, this amazing doctor. Her name is Doctor Tiorena Lodok, She is an OBGYN that was that has forty years of experience in herbalism, wow. and so she's the first one to tell you. You know, I would di- diagnosed. I was diagnosed with cancer. And I went to the doctor and I got my chemotherapy because I wanted to kill that stuff. <laughs> I was balancing my hormones. I was balancing my stress. I was doing everything else with my mindfulness techniques, my earth, my, my stuff, my, my traditional stuff. So there's a place and a time for everything. And, and th- this is not to disparage Western medicine. Cause I agree with you hundred percent. It has its place and time and it has saved countless lives. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. At the same time, right. Their hands are also tied. Yeah. Right. Like I talked to a friend of mine, right. And she does have an extra 40, 50 pounds and her knees bothering her and she's older um, than I am. And, you know, I told her what's your diet like, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm certified in that, but I don't do it. I just, it's just my life, right? I'm like, right. what am I eating? Is it uh low inflammation? Is it this? Am I drinking enough mm-hmm. water? Am I sleeping enough? And I was like, No masa arroz, no more rice, you know, which is like <laughs> death to a Latino, right? And it's like <laughs> that's heartbreaking. Part. Like, if somebody I,
2: ever tells me you can't eat any more arroz, I will I was just on.
1: I was just yes, right. I was just like, just for like two weeks to see what happens because yeah. she eats like three times a day. I'm like, add more salads, add more this, then later mm-hmm. and we did mm-hmm. all this stuff, um she was like, wow my, like literally my knee went down, you know, and like, she's feeling better. And then when she went to the doctor, he was like, uh, you have a little bit of arthritis. You need to take Tylenol and you're not at the stage to get surgery. So you'll just have to deal with this and lose weight. That's all he told her. So (laughs) while we love Western medicine on the daily, their hands are also tied where they don't talk about nutrition.
2: No, they're not, they're not trained. I think you, you know, you have the average doctor goes through, eight years of studies and 20 hours of nutrition. Imagine for a second, if you have a car, a Lamborghini, and you take it to a fancy mechanic and you ask them, I need you to tell me which gas and which oil and which whatever it is I need to take to this $250,000 vehicle. And the, and the mechanic says, I don't know, just you know, just put any kind of oil on. You're not ready for the car. car is not broken down, so don't worry about it too much. You will be like, I can't never again will i go to that person yet we accept that from doctors and it's not the fault of the doctor itself it's the the system that tells them no no you don't you don't need to worry about you need to worry about just one body part which is you know you're an expert in lungs what about the heart and the kidneys and the liver like we they are all there and they depend on one another it's really oh, crazy, crazy. I love that example that you use.
1: Totally. It is so important. And there's many times like even in my life where my friends and I figured out what they had wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Like we figured it out together because the doctors didn't know because one was focused on one thing. And then she went with like, you know, the different friends went with this is what it is. And then they did it. They're like, yeah, you're right. Meanwhile, no medical background, but it was just like, because looking at the whole picture and following the trails of the little things, And yeah, it's it's their hands are tied. How important do you think it is to be your own advocate? Because I think it's super important. It's
2: critical. I mean, at the end of the day, you are not, you are the, you might not be the expert on the heart or the lungs or whatever it is, but you are the expert on this amazing thing we call you, right? And it's critical. That we stop looking at these at these experts, at this, which are lovely people and they are, they deserve respect, but they are not demigods. They're not supposed to know it all. <laughs> and um, it's important that you go to your doctor respectfully, let them know: I am here to be a partner for my, ger- my healing journey. You need to partner with me here. I've done some research, I've read these books here are the studies that show the, the, the detriment of this medication you want to put me under. How about this other medication? What if we use this other thing that is not prescribed, but you know, no doctor is going to tell you when you go over there and you say, you know, I, I want to eat more, more vegetables and exercise and have fresh air on a regular basis. No doctor is going to tell you like, no, I will not do that. Right. <laughs> there, there are certain things that are very obvious and very basic, but I I deal with a lot of people with serious chronic acute conditions, and it is, you'll be surprised how open doctors are when you actually become an advocate to yourself. You have to remember that because the system is the way it is, most doctors only have 10 to 15 minutes with you. So it's up to you to do the research, do the homework, be prepared, get ready when you're there. You're just not there, like, you know, like blindly looking at the sky. You just immediately want to go into your questions. You write down some notes. You go back. When you go home, you follow up with some email or a call about your questions or your or his responses. It's, it's incredibly important. I mean, it's our bodies, it's our lives that we're talking about here.
1: No, I love what you're sharing. We do have to become active participants in our own wellness, right? We just absolutely have to. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If we want to say we want to decolonialize our health, then we've got to decolonialize our health by being a partner with with our doctors. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to change the subject a bit, but you could always bring me back if you want to. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about your journey as a business owner, because in my podcast, we also talk about, you know healing ourselves and stepping into our purpose so we could uplift our community and uplift. how important was it to you? I know that you said you felt really excited about sharing after you worked on your own health like how important was it to you to now create a business over it because it wasn't just a hobby I mean you wound up leaving your career like what was the feeling like what was the thought? what was happening within you that like brought you onto this path and kept you on it?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's oh, that little spark has always been there. Is that idea that what I'm learning about my body and my ability to heal has has been so powerful? It's, it was almost a little enraging that it wasn't accessible. I had to go after it and kind of like research and travel the world and go different places and truly go deep into it. And it was a journey, it took, you know, a decade um and to me it was unacceptable that that information wasn't really accessible to the people that look and sound like me to begin with but certainly yeah. to the rest of the world yeah. and this was at the beginning i mean this was i don't know 15 years ago when juicing wasn't fancy i was i was juicing every single day when nobody knew about smoothies i was doing smoothies once a day so I I was like, if if there is nobody else out there sharing in this knowledge, then I'll become the vessel, right? I'll become the teacher. And then it became kind of like, how do I do that? (laughs) That sounds like a great idea, but how do I go about it? And uh, and it's, I mean, it's talking about hustle. I went to conferences. I started learning and researching other people, finding books uh, from people that were doing similar things that I wanted to do. And then started building community in New York City. That's how I met you. You know, slowly finding community and building a practice that at the beginning was just a handful of clients every month, maybe two or three. Some of them were my coworkers from the corporate world, family, friends. I just wanted to like, you know, sit in my soapbox anywhere and everywhere. And then eventually I was like, okay, I think I can make a living doing this let me see what I can do. And so I, it's been a journey. It's, it's been slow but steady. And, uh, and I think the key there is steady. Like there will be days when you want to give up. There will be days where you want to feel, you're feeling like, you know, I'm putting together a, up a video and only 50 people watch it. Like, wh- what am I doing this for? Um, but eventually you'll, you'll have a spark in somebody. Somebody will send an email. You'll do a session with them. And then you change their lives for better. And then you go to bed thinking this is worth it.
1: Oh, I love that. Me encanta. And I remember, so everybody was listening. Jovanka and I and another friend of ours from the past we were ahead of our time. We actually created an event for Latinas called Las Chicas Connect. Las Chicas but Connect. you know, they weren't ready for us back then. Yeah. Now that all the Latinos and Latinas and Latinx are getting together to do a lot of things. But we were ahead of it. Okay, <laughs> we were doing it already right in New York um, like eight years ago, I think. And yeah, it's wonderful. And so is there any, let's see, What is what is something in the book that you feel people are going to Maybe be like, wow, I didn't know that.
2: Is there something in there that you think that people don't know about? Yeah. So part of the reason why I created the book, and I'll tell you a little bit of backstory, is that it is always my belief that if you don't love something, it will be very hard for you to stick with it. It's almost like when you fall in love with somebody versus just having a crush. If you have just a crush on something, it'll last a couple of weeks, but then you'll move on. Um, and in order for you to truly love something, you have to learn about it. You have to, you know, sort of like learn their history and, and, and find a way to bond with that particular knowledge. So I realized that especially for communities of color, Latinos, black people and all immigrants in the United States and, and Canada, you it, we have moved away from these practices. And in order for us to reclaim them, it was important to learn their history. So that's the reason why the book has a, like historical context along with, you know, anecdotal evidence and modern, um, you know, scientific evidence. So then I just started working on it and, and reading and then realized that the, 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 the stories of some of these practices were really fascinating to give you one example. I'll give you two examples. One of them is the use of essential oils, which we know that you know, people have been using oils for hundreds of years, but it was not clear to me that the northern African, the, the, the ancient Egyptians were actually using what we know today as essential oils, these tiny, tiny base oils that infused with these very unique concentrated oils for the purpose of finding and and exploring spirituality, healing at an emotional and spiritual level, and also healing at a physical level thousands of years before the advent of these fancy bottles that we use today that we believe come from somewhere in, in, in you know, I don't know, white America or Europe Utah, or something. I think Utah or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when in fact, you know, guess what? The people in, in Asia have been doing it for 2000 years. The ancient Egyptians were doing it 5000 years ago. And then the second one was hypnosis. And I know you are a hypnotherapist and and I, I believe in hypnosis so strongly uh, because of its power to heal from especially old traumas so easily. It's not easy, but it's definitely um, much, much more efe- efficiently than say- And just suffering, right. just suffering through it. than just suffering through it. Yes. And, um, and then I discovered that also the ancient Egyptians were using what we know today as hypnosis and the ancient people in parts of of what is now known as the British Isles. We're also using it a few hundred years later, but they will use sim- almost simultaneously and separately. So it comes to tell you how, how amazing the human mind is, that people from different corners of the world can actually have practices that are relatively similar. We know our ancestors in South and Central and South America have been using plants, to get our minds to expand and heal desde 500 años antes de que llegaran los, yeah. los europeos. Right. So we, you know, w- this is in our DNA. It's been passed on. The reason why we get to enjoy them today in the 21st century is because our abuelas, tia, y bisabuelas y tatarabuelas have been, you know, the the vessels mm-hmm. of knowledge, passing this knowledge over and over.
1: Yes, yes, I love that. And I love that. And I started reading the book and I really, really love it. I love the stories. I love your story. When is it coming out?
2: Is it out? Where can people find it? The book comes out on April 19th. So uh, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but um, yeah, it'll be Before available. Then. Before. <laughs> so it'll be available anywhere books are sold. And um, yeah, so it just, it's, Really, it's interesting because I talk to the book publisher all the time now that we're smack in the middle of promotion. And they're like, well, you know, it's important that we sell this many books. And and the whole time I'm thinking, you know, that's actually great. It's obviously it's a business and we're trying to succeed in business. But to me, the information in the book is, is so much more important than any sale I make. You know, the book is is, is written in a way that is easy to digest uh, easy to implement. I, even at the end of the book, I put together a, a one-day plan, a three-day plan, and then a seven-day plan in case mm-hmm. your circumstances don't allow you to incorporate all of this. You know, nobody changes in like a big chunk, right? It's hard for us to change in that big kind of big way. But it, what if we? What if right? What if we can do one tiny thing? What if we can we we can just take one tea? or use, you know, or find a a 15 minute bucket of time every day to do self-hypnosis? What if we can, you know, eat one more green, purple, red, or or yellow thing that will help us improve our health and well-being? That's the goal at the end of the day. I love that. And that's so
1: you, because you are someone who, from what I've seen, is not just about getting the information you want to give it to people in a way that's digestible Mm -hmm. in a way that people can apply it you're about practical wisdom absolutely you have a total hands-on approach (laughs) and I love that you have that at the end because I'm like this is so Javanka I'm a
2: Capricorn at the end of the day like give me a chart give me a to-do list and I will get it done
1: Yes, yes. And I love that you brought up even one thing because I think that for a lot of us, I think at some point I was like this, I'm not like it anymore. Well, we're like, si no lo podemos hacer todo, if we can't do it all, we're like, no, I can't. I have to wait. Like, Uh I have to wait till, and you know, that perfect day may not come. Like the day where you don't have a headache, the day where you don't have allergies, the day where you slept enough. Maybe it's today you have that purple thing and then you eat the yellow thing, and then tomorrow you do a little self-hypno. And then you sniff a little of this essential oil, Mm -hmm. right? Like, absolutely. A little bit, bit by bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I always tell, I think I tell this analogy almost every, what, several times a day in my practice. You are the vehicle, right? You are this beautiful bandwagon that we're constantly saying, oh, I fell off the bandwagon. So I can, you know, I'm just going to have some ice cream today because I just fell off my diet. That's great. The truth of the matter is that life happens know that that bandwagon is this is your life right and that falling off is not truly falling off it's called a flat tire or a need for change of oil so you just spend your time you figure out what 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 is happening why is this happening you fix the tire and then you get back on that beautiful road we call life
1: i love that jovanka before we close is there anything on your heart on your spirit
2: that you want to share With our audiences? Yes, you know, I'd like to, I'd like us to remember that perfection is not a real goal. We wanna strive for excellence, and excellence looks very different from person to person. Today, you can be well, and it doesn't mean that you are 100% well, but you are well. What can you do every day? Just one tiny thing that will help you restore that sense of balance and wellness in any aspect of your life. Today, your spiritual life is perfectly balanced, but your body is not. What can I do here for this part of my life that will help me go back and restore that holistic sense of wellness? And if we do that every single day, we, we will become just the best kind of human we can.
1: Hmm, I love that so much. I'm like, ah, I need to go (laughs) on your website and look up and finish the book too and continue. And then I'm going to do one of those, the one day, the three day or the seven day. I'm gonna do that. So and I'll let you know how it goes. So yeah. where can we find you? If la gente wanna they wanna
2: follow you, they wanna learn yeah, sure. more about you. So on social media, I'm pretty much everywhere. Jovanka Ciares, pretty much wherever you I'm the only Giovanca Ciares on the planet. So <laughs> and then yeah. you know the book is available wherever books are sold. You can pre-order now and then get it uh, after uh soon after April 19th. Thank you so much, Jovanka. I'm so excited for this book to be out, for
1: my people to get their hands on it and get reading and get Reclaiming Our Wellness. And I'm just honored to be able to just see you succeed and support you to keep giving our communities lo que necesitamos, whether we know it or not. (laughs) So uh, here's to Reclaiming Our Wellness and continuing to support each other. Gracias, Jovanka. Bye, everyone. You'll find all the information in the podcast so you can keep touch with myself and Jovanka and get her book adios